This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Here's a little story about Seppo from Zen's Chinese heritage, a little adapted. I'll use the uh, Japanese names and not try to pronounce Chinese. Seppo once practiced as Tenzo under Zen master Tozan. Once when he was washing rice, Tozan said, Do you wash the sand away from the rice or the rice away from the sand? Seppo said, I wash them both away together. Before I go further, we might try even just think what what does the question mean? And I found myself relating it to the uh, scroll that we just hang up in the, in the other room that uh, says um, don't remove delusion don't even seek the truth and an analogy to the question that uh, Tozan asks to wash the sand away from the rice and the rice away from the sand I might ask a new student uh, Are you here to get rid of delusion or are you here to seek the truth? So he's setting up that kind of either or. You try to get rid of something or you try to get something, right? It's no good answer. (laughs) Seppo tries, I wash them both away together. Wash away both sand and rice together. Tozan says, then what's the community going to eat? (laughs) Seppo overturned the rice bowl, the washing bowl. There's a gesture for you, right? There goes everybody's lunch down the drain, right? Tozan said, you should go study with somebody else soon. challenge of going beyond a certain kind of either or which Seppo does Seppo is a very interesting figure a number of stories about him Uh, and he's um, someone who early on had enough of an opening to be able to make a move beyond uh, either or here. Yet he's stuck in a certain kind of uh, gesture, a certain kind of uh, picture of uh, emptiness. He's going to just knock over the the washing bowl. Uh, Which can be uh, 
sort of a big nuisance to have around the house, you know. I mean, it's uh, you want insight to manifest as compassion, as functioning. You don't want your insight to manifest as uh, show-offy, arrogant, wise-ass gestures, of which there seem to be a lot in this business. And uh, it's probably why I can identify with them. In any case, Tozan really said, somebody's got to knock sense into this guy, you know, and sent him off to uh, Tokasan. And uh, that's where we usually uh, hear about him. Uh, In the uh, Mumon Khan, there's the case of uh, Tokasan carries his bowls. I think there's a commentary on that and nothing hidden. I'm not going to repeat all of that. But somehow uh, Seppo gets himself the job of Tenzo again. I guess this incident was not on his resume. Um, and so he's, uh, he's Tenzo at Tokusan's monastery. And one day when the meal is late, for some reason it's not specified, the old teacher comes down at the regular meal time and Seppo says, Bell hasn't run, what are you doing here? sends him back to his room. Uh, Teacher didn't do anything except, you know, quietly turn around and go away. Uh, But Seppo was very lucky in having uh, a friend in the monastery, another older monk uh, named Ganto. And Ganto set up a whole little game uh, on Seppo's behalf uh, by saying to him, you know, the old teacher is not bad, but he hasn't heard the last word. You know, and that's the kind of thing that really hooked this guy. You know, the idea of the last word. So they played out a little charade to try to get Seppo to understand. Didn't work. Um, however, there's a, there is another story uh, about Seppo and Ganto going on pilgrimage together. And uh, again, it's a nice story because it's of uh, two friends practicing together. Too often we have stories just of uh, masters and students of very, you know, seemingly very far apart in their understanding. Uh, but this is a story about a pair that were close to being peers. And it's a good lesson because I think, um, certainly in my experience, uh, often we learn more from each other than we can uh, learn directly from the teacher. It's very important to have uh, peers in your practice. Anyway, the two of them are off on pilgrimage out on a place called uh, Tortoise Mountain. And they get stuck in a big snowstorm and have to uh, stay over in some little inn uh, waiting for the uh, roads to become passable. And uh, Ganto, who's the sort of older brother monk, puts down his pack and just goes to sleep. 
wakes up for meals, goes back to sleep again. Uh, Seppo, however, spends each day sitting in Sasa. One day Seppo uh, wakes up uh, Ganto and says, Elder brother, elder brother, get up! Ganto says, what is it? Seppo says, don't be idle. Monks on privilege, on pilgrimage, have profound knowledge as their companion. This companion must accompany us at all times. But here today, all you're doing is sleeping. You can see what a pain in the ass this guy is. Ganto uh, yelled back, Just eat your fill and go to sleep. Sitting there in meditation all the time is like being some clay figure in a villager's hut. In the future, you'll just spook the men and women of the village. Um, and what happens after that is uh, Seppo is honest enough to say uh, I'm doing this because my mind is not settled I'm still trying to resolve this and when he's honest about that uh, Ganto says well tell me what, uh, what the matter is and I'll try to help you you see as long as he's just sitting there like a stone Buddha uh, and trying to say, this is what we should be doing, sitting morning till night. Not much uh, to do with that. But once he admits that I practice this hard because something's wrong, something's missing, then you can address, begin to address that. And I won't read the whole dialogue, but Seppo tells Ganto of a couple of experiences had with different teachers. And basically, um, it's those experiences he's trying to replicate and deepen. And Ganto says, haven't you heard it said that what comes in the front gate isn't the family jewels? It's an interesting expression because uh, usually when you hear that it, you, it, it seems to imply that you can't get what uh, the family jewels, your own treasure from somebody else. It has to be your own experience. But, but what does that mean here exactly? Um, see, Ganto in a way is treating the next big enlightenment experience is something that he's got to get. Right? That there's something about his present condition that is lacking. And he's trying to bring in something essentially from the outside that's going to cure him. Ganto says, in the future, if you want to expound a great teaching, it must flow forth from your own heart. In the future, your teaching and mine will cover heaven and earth. And with that, Seppo had some final realization and peace of mind. Now, one of the things I would suggest we understand about that is not that um, Seppo's 
unease or anxiety or feeling he was missing something finally was washed away by the big experience he was always uh, looking for and now his problem was solved once and for all Uh, that's to fall into a certain trap of uh, still uh, have and have not What it means, I think, to have a great teaching flow from your own heart is that everything in your heart uh, becomes part of this great teaching, becomes part of the realization. Nothing is thrown out and swept away. It's all the things that were inside that you thought were the problem suddenly are reconfigured as part of the solution. One way to think about that occurred to me this morning is the image of uh, a collage or a mosaic uh, that is made of lots of torn pieces of paper or broken different colored shards of tile and they're all arranged uh, to form a big picture once the picture is formed there's nothing that's been changed about the fragments. They're all still broken. They still have all rough edges. But they're put together in such a way that they form a bigger picture. And I think this is how we have to uh, see what's going to happen to us in the course of practice. It's not that uh, somehow all those little broken pieces will be made whole. All the rough edges will be sanded off. Uh, All the torn pieces will somehow be glued back together so that the seams never show. It just doesn't work that way. What's broken is broken, and it stays broken in us. We have our, our hurts, our fears, our history. It doesn't disappear but we can put it all together in a way that makes a different picture. And we're practicing to sustain in a way that that bigger picture in which the, the brokenness, the sharp edge of any given piece is not a problem. It's part of the picture. 